Welcome to the Better Off Bonus Call of the Week. I'm your host, Jill Schlesinger. This is my opportunity to help you out. If you've got a financial question, just shoot us an email. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. That's ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. If you have just a spare few minutes, please leave us a rating or a review in the iTunes store. For some reason, it helps us out. At least that's what Mark tells me. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. We're dropping a new one on Thursday. Right now, let's get to your call. It's Allison, who's on the line from California. Hi, Allison. How are you? What can I do for you? Okay, well, um, I retired early. Uh, you sound like you're 22 years old. I don't understand that. What are you talking about? How old are you? I just turned 52. Come on. Okay, 52. You retired early. Really early. Yeah, and so, of course, now after I did retired early, now I'm asking you, uh, was it was it a good decision? <laughs> What's going on? Tell me about. Well, how much money do you have? Well, I have um, five hundred and thirty-seven thousand in a four hundred one k. So you haven't rolled that over yet. You retired, but that's still in the old four hundred one k. Yeah, I worked for a really big company, and they have a really good four hundred one k. Great. So I plan to leave it there. Okay. Um. I also have 183000 in the Roth portion of the 401k. Fabulous. And 35000 in a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Another 30000 in a non-deductible IRA, which I plan to roll over to a Roth. Mm. Yeah, I'd rather you roll that over anyway. That's a pain in the neck for the IRS to deal with later. So you might as well deal with it and <clears throat> just, you know what I'm saying, just make it into the Roth so the IRS doesn't question that later. Right. I wasn't qualified. I wasn't... Um, able to to contribute to a deductible IRA, you know, because I had a 401k and made too much. So I was doing this as a backdoor Roth. Mm-hmm. Perfect. how I have any money in the Roth IRA. And then I have 68000 in a variable annuity. Um, I'm going to get a teeny tiny pension of, um, well, now it's worth a lump sum of 29700 but That's I, pretty good. I plan to just collect it as a monthly... Uh, Okay. Thing when I'm older, I have seventy six hundred in a retiree medical savings account that I, I don't really know a lot about. Yeah, you'll need that eventually, but not at age fifty two, probably. Right. I don't <laughs> even know if I can access it. I bet you. I bet you. Did you contribute to it? Yeah. Then it, you'll be able to. Oh. You'll be able to. Whatever you put in, you can always access. This is all very good. I like the story so far. Uh, how so that, that, that's the retirement account, but I have nine hundred ninety-eight thousand in non-retirement. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! In my business, we call that burying the lead. Oh, that's my retirement account. Oh, and I have a million bucks in non-retirement account. All right. So, did I just do my math correctly and say that you got one point nine million dollars? Yeah, a little bit under one. Yeah, something close to that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I like, I already like that number. So that's number one. Uh, how much do you need to live on? So I spent the last year calculating, I mean, you know, writing down everything I spent money on um, because I had no idea. And it came to 54000 um, for the year. Hmm. And you don't that, spend a lot. That made an assumption um, if I had paid Cobra, which I'm paying now for mm. health insurance all year. Mm. Let's say you need sixty grand, maybe 
55, yeah. 60. Does that make sense? I'd feel better because it's not like I had any big expenses and I have a really old car that is going to need replacing. Okay. All right. So let's. So we're going to plan for 60. And um, let's talk a little bit more about a few other things like uh, married, single. Um, I'm single and I have no children, so I don't. I'm, I don't have to worry about leaving an inheritance to anyone. Exactly. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. You shouldn't even – I hope you're using a fake name because wherever you went to college would probably be like, oh, no children? Come give us all of your money. Um, okay. And um, what about your living situation? I mean, you are in a house, in a condo, renting. What are you doing? Yeah. So I, I own a, a townhouse, and I have a mortgage on it. It's my only debt. I just refinanced um, mm-hmm. just before I I left work to, like, improve my cash flow. So I'm not scheduled to pay off the mortgage until I'm 81. Well, that'll be a great celebration then. Yeah. <laughs> but I figure a mortgage rate of 4% is a good deal, so I, I don't care about paying it yeah, off. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a very good deal. And uh, how much is the townhouse worth at this point? Well, I think... Um, after I like sold it and paid all the you know the realtors and stuff, I think I could very conservatively clear six hundred thousand, and I owe about one hundred and eighty-seven thousand on it right now. That's great. So whatever, four hundred grand in equity, and mm-hmm. you know, and then some. Do you think you'd stay there? I mean, are you? Is it is it likely, or is it possible that you know you'd want to go somewhere else? I think there's a chance. Like once my friends hit retirement age, that. Um, that I that I might move out of the area, mm-hmm. you know, friends that move out of it because it's. I just think it might get too crowded here for my taste. All right, but we're going to assume that whatever. You, I'm not going to assume you have cash out of this house and go anywhere else. And you know, you're not you're not going someplace super cheap when you've got extra money. So what I did was a very quick back of the envelope calculation on your 1.9 million. And you know, if if we were looking at kind of the normal withdrawal rates. Which, by the way, it's a little bit scary because you're so young. Your money's got to last you for a long time. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be really conservative, you say, all right, let me take 3% of that. And that will generate fifty-seven grand a year, which is great. Some of your money is taxable, though. Well, let's say about half of it is in retirement accounts. So what I would suggest is if, if you really are never going to work again, which I think is highly unlikely. I don't know why, but I just get the sense. You could do something. What you would probably do is look at your non-retirement assets, draw on those first for the next, you know, whatever, 10, 15 years. And then when you are ready to claim Social Security at your full retirement age or, you know, maybe at age 70, frankly, um, because you don't need it, then that would probably click in. And it seems to me that you can do this. So in terms of looking back and feeling like, oh, my God, did I make a mistake? I don't think you made a mistake. But that said, it's not such a slam dunk that I wouldn't suggest to you that potentially it might be great if you could maybe pick up a little work here and there. Not a ton, but, you know, 10, 15 grand a year wouldn't kill you. Is that a possibility in your life? Or are you just super done and you're going to give your life to charity right now? Yeah, it's a possibility. Like right now, yeah, I'm filling my time with volunteer work. But um, I've thought about. It. I mean, one of the my motivations to work part time would be I could oh I could fund a Roth IRA that way because I'd have some. You're such income. a saver. It cracks me up. And here's the thing, and I don't even think you need to 
You, you don't. I, you don't have to fund anything with it. Really, what you would be doing is you'd be earning some money that you just would say it's, it's money I don't have to take for my non-retirement accounts. It's just some amount of money, okay? And it doesn't have to be big money. Just before we go, just give me your breakdown. Are you a balanced investor? Are you a growth investor? What's the tilt for you? It's much more conservative than I was investing in be- you know, before I retired. You can be a little bit more aggressive in your retirement vehicles. So in other words, you could implement a portfolio that's 70-30 in your retirement vehicles, if you'd like, and you could then say, for my non-retirement, I'm going to be closer to 50-50. And the reason why I say that is that you've got to draw on these non-retirement assets. If you were going to take risk anywhere, you would take more risk in your Roth IRAs. Your Roth assets are the last assets you touch. You first tap your non-retirement investments. You then pull money out of your tax-deferred retirement accounts when you have to, 70 and a half. The last money that you touch is your Roth. Okay, that's a wrap of our Better Off bonus question of the week. If you've got a question, it's simple. Send us an email at askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. We'll arrange to get you on. And don't forget, in just a couple of days, there's a brand new episode of the Better Off Podcast sponsored by Betterment. Talk to you then.